Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I know it's a crazy time, but I'd like to ask you all to take a moment and reflect back on your life. Reflect back on when you realize that Jesus Christ was our Savior and when you actually saw Jesus in your life and when you realized, oh, wait, that must have been Jesus, but you didn't see him. I think about that today with the gospel. It's the guy who was paralyzed, sitting next to the portico. Jesus says, would you like to be healed? And the guy whines and says, ah, every time I go, somebody else puts somebody else in the pool. This big pity city kind of explanation doesn't ever answer him. Yes, I'd like to be healed. All of a sudden, Jesus says, okay, get up, take your mat and go home. And he does. And then the Pharisees see him and they're like, hey, dude, what are you doing? It's the Sabbath. You shouldn't be carrying your mat. And he says, oh, yeah, well, some guy healed me, told me to carry it. You're like, what guy healed? Who healed you? And he said, oh, I don't know. (laughs) It made me think about my life before Jesus came into it and really showed himself to me. I have seen God in my life and have totally, completely not realized it was him. It all happened when my father was going in for quadruple bypass surgery. This was the time that I got on my knees, you know, almost a little over seven years ago. And I prayed for him and prayed for him about this time, seven years ago. And God answered my prayers and I never went back to thank him. I was one of those nine lepers. I didn't even know it was God, even though I didn't know where to go. I just got on my knees and I started praying and I'm not, I was not (laughs) looking for God except for then. Otherwise I was for 20 plus years, not even attending any kind of Christmas or Easter church of any kind, let alone mass. I was not praying except to get stuff in my life. That was my relationship with God. But when I look back, I know darn well God was in there. I know God saved me a few times in some car accidents. I wouldn't be here talking to you. There are many times when I go back before faith. But what's really cool is when you see, okay, I've had my encounter. I know Jesus exists. I've seen the changes in me. I've seen myself grow in virtues. I've seen the patience, the kindness, the love, the way that I look at people differently. I've seen Hello, my marijuana addiction. Sometimes I wake up and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, 
I can't believe I don't smoke anymore. And then I thank him. A lot of times I I just go on about my day, but today I was like, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. First, thank you, Mary, because it was on my Marian consecration, my very first Marian consecration on Our Lady of Guadalupe, where she took me to her son and said, oh, son, you got to help this poor thing. (laughs) She is in a world of hurt because I could not stop and it was not helping me. And so here I am, boom, out of the blue, I don't want it anymore. That was God. Even my husband to this day says that was clearly a miracle. And so as I look back on my journey, I sit and I think, man, I forget sometimes how much he has done with my life. Because as I was in the early stages of researching this Catholic faith, I was so overwhelmed at how many things I had to accept that I didn't want to accept. I didn't want to change. What do you mean? I can't, you know, I can't be on birth control. What do you mean? Gay people are, you know, that it's a sinful way of living. What do you mean that we can't have sex before we're married? Uh, what do you mean (laughs) that abortion is wrong? I mean, these are all things for me that again, The world raised me. I believed in the culture that is out there today running rampant because God didn't bring me to the truth at that time. And then when he did bring me to the truth, I had to change everything. What do you mean I can't be swearing like a truck driver? What do you mean I should be demure and, you know, dress modestly and act modestly? What do you mean I shouldn't be like the leader of the house and I need to have a spiritual man and be subservient to him. What the heck's that all about? I mean, (laughs) I'm telling you, I looked at myself literally in the mirror and I said, how in the heck are you going to change everything? And that was the big, big point. I wasn't going to change any of it. Once I kept falling and falling and falling, oh yeah, what do you mean it's bad to watch pornography? What do you mean I can't self-gratify? How am I going to let this stress go? (laughs) Right? What do you mean I can't be a drunk uh, and, you know, party and get high all the time? I mean, seriously, everything about my life had to change. Everything. But I couldn't change it. God had to change it for me. And slowly but surely, he did. And I can tell you, you could ask anybody that knows me, I am not the same person as I used to be. I am a better person My husband has said it before, you are a better person when you live your faith. And that means when you live it, you pray, you attend all of the sacraments that you possibly can. And I know we're in a world of hurt with COVID-19 right now, where masses aren't being offered, we cannot receive the Eucharist, and in some cases, not even confession. I'm still blessed with the, the ability to go to confession. And thank God for that. And I, you know, thank you, Lord, because I'm going to go twice a week now because I don't know when that's going to get ripped away from me. But when you continue to pray and you keep God in the center of your life and you keep practicing the virtues and you keep exercising those muscles and you keep asking God to sanctify you, you give him your will, your mind, your intellect, your thoughts. You ask him to purify your heart today again in the psalm. Lord, give me a clean heart. 
because everything comes from the heart. Your anger, your frustration, your, your gossiping, your judgment, your resentment, your unforgiveness, it's all from the heart. That's also where your virtue comes from, your kindness, your love, your peace, your joy, you know, that's where it comes from. So let's do ourselves a favor and look at all that God has done in our lives. And let's be sure to be willing participants in this transformation. I remember there were a couple of times in my early journey, I'd go to confession because I wanted to receive the Eucharist, but I would fall. And then I would come out of that confession the next time and I would think, Lord, I don't want to do this again, but I'm thinking I'm probably going to because I did not go to him to help me fight the temptations. So right now during Lent, I'm working on bodily mortification. I have been asked to eat one meal a day, and then on the weekends, I can have some drinks and on Sunday I'm just doing whatever. So I'm taking the Sundays off. I'm not doing the full 46 days. Um, I'm just enjoying my Sunday. And sometimes those Sundays are a little crazy. This last Sunday being the fourth Sunday of Lent, the big rejoicing Sunday, I was like, oh my gosh, I ate a sleeve of Oreos. (laughs) And it's okay to enjoy what God put on this earth in moderation, that's the area that I need to work on. Because eating two Oreos slowly and enjoying them would have been much better than wolfing down eight or nine of them and then feeling kind of sick, like, oh my gosh, I just ate a whole row of Oreos. I don't even know how many are in a row. Could have even been 10, 11. I was unconsciously eating. I wasn't paying any attention. And it was right before I went to bed. I mean, come on, I didn't have to have those. I could have just again had one or two and enjoyed it just as much, if not more. I wouldn't have felt as sick. I wouldn't have got up and felt all achy. Um, You know, my joints all stiff and puffy and all all that kind of stuff. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to really pay attention and Then when I'm in the midst of it, stop and say, God, please help me. Mary, please help me control this body and not have it control me. It's been an interesting journey this Lent, and I have made some great strides, and I feel good when I'm hungry. There's something about the feeling of hunger that I like a lot more than the feeling of being full. Sometimes I feel gross after I've eaten, like, wow, wow. I don't know. I can't explain it. But I do know that this is what I'm supposed to be focusing on. And when Lent is over, I need to continue with this mastery, right? Three weeks to get rid of a bad habit, three weeks to put in a, in a good one. But what I'm what I'm learning is I have to I have to be present. I have to realize I'm eating unconsciously these Oreos. Why am I doing that? 
God, please, and call out in the midst of it. I wasn't even paying any attention. And I probably wasn't paying any attention because I had, you know, probably two more glasses of wine than what I would normally do because it was that rejoicing Sunday. So I take it to another level, which is not what it's all about. A feast day doesn't mean be a glutton, get drunk, go get high, eat a pizza, you know, like I did not get high, by the way. Um, but that, you know, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that you take all these vices that you put on the side and you bring them all back in for that feast day and then you take them back out again. <laughs> so I'm just using it as an example of what I was actually doing on this Sunday. So back on the Lent track, everything's going great. Um, and I feel so much better. It is freedom. I know these aren't mortal sins that I'm, that I'm doing here, but there is freedom in controlling yourself. There is freedom in sacrifice. There is freedom when I look at my week and I can go into the confessional and say, yeah, okay, I gossiped. I'm working on that, right? Gossiping about people, judging people. I'm working on my thoughts. While I may not say what I might be thinking, or I may not have my actions express what I might be thinking, I'm still thinking some of these things. I might be judging someone, you know, being envious of someone or jealous of someone or something of someone where they're irritating me or something like that, where I think that is where I've got to go back to my heart. Like I want a pure heart for everything to take care of myself, to take care of my family, to take care of the ministry, his ministry, to love others, to become holier, not just for my benefit, but for the benefit of others, to share how, how did I struggle? How did I learn? Where have I seen him in my life giving me these graces? Because I can't do any of this without him. So let's take a moment again. Sorry, this is a long one, but I just want to share that it's a constant daily workout of our spirit, our body, our mind, and our will. And we can do it a lot better if we surrender to God. But let's thank him. Let's look at our lives and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for helping me deal with X, Y, or Z, or for giving me the grace to be a better person in this area. And let's shower our gratitude on him all day today. Let's be thankful for all of the blessings that we have. If you're healthy in the midst of this crisis, if you're peace-filled because you trust God, um, and if you're not, then go to God and say, Lord, I am, I'm weak here. I don't want to feel anxious. I want to trust you. I know that you're going to make this okay in some way. Or if it's not okay, there's a reason why I'm being put through this trial for me to grow, for me to rely on you, for me to be sanctified. All right, everyone, and then go be the love. I know you may not be out in the world because you might be quarantined and sequestered in your house, but be the love in ways that matter. Send a text to that person that you haven't sent a text to. Send an email. Let people know that you are thinking of them, that you are loving them, and that you're there for them. 
And don't forget those right under your roof, (laughs) because sometimes we take complete advantage of our family and they need it more than anyone. All right, everyone. Sorry for the long one, but it was uh, it was a deep morning for me, and I just wanted to share because I think right now in the world there's too much to be concerned about. Which I think, if we take a moment and look back and thank God for everything that He's done in our lives, it'll have a new perspective on your day. All right, everyone. Go be the light. I'll talk to you soon. Have a blessed and inspired day.